The Florida Kratom Consumer Protection Act went into place on July 1st. And with that, in Florida, it is illegal to sell anyone under the age of 21 Kratom. So what is Kratom? And what's all the fuss? Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, it's Dr. David. So as of July 1st, with the passage of the Florida Kratom Consumer Protection Act, it is now illegal to sell anyone that is under 21 years old Kratom. Okay, now with that, um, it's considered a second degree misdemeanor and a, a salesperson of this could go to jail for up to 60 days and get a fine of up to $500. Okay, now being transparent, this is a supplement that which does have you intoxicating properties. I have never recommended it to any of my patients, nor have I ever consumed it myself. But now I'm being asked all about it. And so I figured it would be important for me both to learn more about it, but also to share it with you. Okay, now before we talk about the reason why this law is passed, I think talking more about what Kratom is and what the concerns are should really be brought forth. Okay, so Kratom is a plant that is um that is actually called Mitagina. I'm sorry, Mitragyna speciosa. Mitragyna speciosa. So could be a Harry Potter spell as well, but it is a tree and it is a relative of the coffee tree. Okay. Now it has been used for centuries as a pain reliever, but also as a euphoric agent. Now it, the leaves are where the active ingredient, which is called mitragyne, can be located. And these leaves are often used for both medicinal as well as recreational purposes. Now, at lower doses, it actually can offer some stimulant effects, and some people have used it um, for things like attention and focus. And at higher doses, there, it has more of a pain-relieving effect, and it's similar in the pain relief as codeine. It's considered about that. And it does work on the mu receptors, which are the opiate receptors that we have in our body, similarly to the way that, that codeine does. So it is what's called an opiate uh, antagonist. It's partial antagonist, technically, if you want to be precise to it. Now, um, it also can be used to actually help people, though, as to with for the withdrawal for, for opiates. Okay, so it's used medicinally in that way for withdrawal symptoms. Now, the main active ingredient, as I mentioned, it's found in the leaves and it's called mitragynin. Okay, now there is also a metabolite that people can synthesize from the original chemical into something called 7-hydroxymitragynin. Okay, and this is much, much more potent than the natural chemical. And um, it's typically um, used in the States, unlike in, South, in Southeast Asia, where they would either brew up or chew or just pulverize the leaves, and that's what they would take. But now it's put into powders and capsules and tablets. Um, you can use the raw leaves as well. But it's also made as concentrated extracts where they are specifically identifying and concentrating either the mitragyne, or the 7-hydroxymitragyne. So that is kind of what is being used and what's out there. And of course, when, if one can standardize it, and especially if it's this more active metabolite, that's where potentially people could um, can get in a little trouble with it. And I don't mean legally, although I guess now, yes, but I mean in terms of from a health perspective, okay? Now, I've talked about what it's typically used for, but let's also talk about the known side effects. And common side effects, nausea, vomiting, constipation, upset the stomach but it also can cause drowsiness and dizziness and it also can cause irritability and agitation 
Now, at higher doses, which is typically about 8 grams, it can cause more disturbing symptoms. Um, dry mouth, um, sweating, sedation, tachycardia, fast heartbeat um, can all be seen at higher doses. Now, another thing that it can do, though, is it can slow the, the flow of bile. So the bile that is made by our liver, which is supposed to be passed through into our gallbladder, which is then excreted into our feces, and it's why our poop is brown. That's if you didn't know that. But if that gets sluggish, it builds up into the liver, and it, it causes a chemical irritant to the liver, and it can cause damage to the liver. It can make liver enzymes go up. Now, at higher doses, it has been known to cause respiratory depression um, and hemorrhagic stroke. Now, there are three, there have been several fatalities that have been associated with Kratom, but in the investigations that were done, they were not able to conclusively prove that it was due to Kratom because all these people had other alcohol and other drugs in their system as well. And so they really couldn't say it was the Kratom that these fatalities existed. So it was an association. It wasn't listed as a cause. Okay. Now, also, when people take Kratom, there are withdrawal symptoms associated with it. And it is a very dose-dependent thing. So if people who are taking higher doses of Kratom when they want to come off of it, more likely that they will see withdrawal symptoms. But they can include decreased appetite, diarrhea, agitation, sedation, insomnia, hallucinations, and it can also change blood pressure as well as heart rate and has been known to cause seizures. So it's not something that a person should also stop cold turkey. They should be able to come off it in a slow, gradual way in order to stop those symptoms. So here we're talking about a treatment that's used that to treat opiate withdrawal, but in and of itself, maybe because it is an opiate and similar symptoms, can actually cause withdrawal from it. Okay, now let's talk about the new Florida law. Okay, and you it, you may note that I said it was a, it was being restricted illegal for under t age twenty one, not under age eighteen. Okay, so this is not just an adult versus non adult thing like tobacco is; it's more like alcohol. Okay, and the Florida law does not state why they made it for age twenty one versus eleven. I read through the whole law; it doesn't say anything. I presume the reason why is because it's an intoxicating effect the way that alcohol does. So, you know, obviously impair, impairment in cognition, um, those types of things. And of course, for a good reason, alcohol is illegal um, until under the age of 21. Um, so that, I, I'm guessing that that's the reason why this happened. So overall, my take on this, knowing that higher doses can cause more problems, both in terms of side effects and trying to come of it, you know, with there being no restrictions whatsoever, this can be a real problem for adolescents, you know, the age group that I most that I take care of as a pediatrician. And just like, uh, you know, someone said to me, what's the safe way for a kid to consume alcohol? And, you know, I would kind of really that's the question you're asking. I would kind of look at it from a creatine perspective. Brains are developing actually up to age about 21, 22. So just so there's a reason why we tell people to avoid alcohol before that age. There's a reason why the law, even for medical cannabis, that flour is not allowed to be gotten until age 18, until age 18, which is kind of interesting because you would think if they were trying to make it the same way, it would be the same thing. But we know medicinally speaking, as in medical cannabis, it is allowed even for any age, as long as the parent is consent, the parent has to have a card themselves, has to give it to them, has to purchase it, has to transport it, etc. So, but that's probably the reason why it's like that. Now, overall, I do wish that this, that they would do some real studies on it because we really, you know, this does sound like it has quite a bit of therapeutic potential and it has been serving at least people in Asia 
for millennium, I think, that um, in order to help them out. So you know, when there's mis there, when there's information because people don't enough about something, that's when people can get in trouble. But what is the responsible thing for our government to do? For universities to do? Research it. See what the potential um, benefit is from a medicinal perspective, so that we can perhaps utilize it in a more helpful way. So now you know something. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.